ladies, and what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Today is when we're going back into Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's that time. I'm done. I'm done talking about everything else that I've been talking about. All these little things and the snippets. You know what? We're going to lay it to rest right now. We need to get into the good. That's right. It's time to get back into this. You know what? There was a quote from Rich Dad. He said, because it is ignorance about money that causes so much greed and fear. Let me give you some examples. A doctor wanting more money to better provide for his family raises his fees. By raising his fees, it makes health care more expensive for everyone. It hurts the poor people the most, so they have worse health than those with money. Think about it. Think about it. Because the doctors raised their fees, the attorneys raised their fees. Because the attorneys' fees have gone up, school teachers want to raise. Which raises our taxes and on and on and on. Soon, there will be such a horrifying gap between the rich and the poor that chaos will break out. And another great civilization will collapse. See, history proves that great civilizations collapse when the gap between the haves and the have-nots is too great. Sadly, America is on the same course because we haven't learned from history. We only memorize historical dates and names, not the lesson. How about that? Guys, think about it. Think about it. And you know what? Before I even go into this, let's just say what, of course, Robert Kiyosaki asked his rich dad. He said, aren't prices supposed to go up? Now, I'm going to give you an example. The gap between the rich and the poor here in Thailand is unbelievable. I mean, in India. In India? Holy shit. They have class systems out there. But think about it. I'd have to say about 600 million people live below the poverty line out there in India. And this isn't like American poverty, where you have people shooting up outside, you know, stores out there in Fresno, California. No, I'm talking about hell. I'm talking about people living near the river where it is infested by crocodiles. See, the poor out here in Thailand, man, you guys can come on down here. I'll show you a place called Klong Thuy. These people are shooting up in injections. 70% of the younger generation living within that slum, they have HIV. Why? Because, of course, their parents had HIV, and they had HIV kids, and therefore those kids got passed on the most terrifying disease of all. And so, think about it. The gaps. People who are poor, they're normally, uh, I mean, from my own perspective, if you look at it, he talked about health. Let's talk about health real quick. If we look at it from a health perspective, everyone in my family, they're overweight or obese. The only people, and you, you know what's even more shocking. I'm going to give you this night, this example. Now, the people in my family... They do not have professional degrees. They don't, they don't have this. They don't have that. Not, not, who gives a damn, right? We're not all doctors. We're not all lawyers or anything. But the majority of them are overweight. But a lot of you would say, okay, Arsenio, but wait, you're not a doctor and you're not overweight. Well, that's because – well, I don't know. Let's just say I'm a different breed. But let's put, it in, but let's put this into perspective. I went back to America two years ago. And, of course, the two people I saw were two people I had worked with. Uh, they were my bosses back in 2010, a decade ago. Can you believe that? A decade already. Oh, my God. And, again, the anesthetist, he, I mean, for his weight, he probably is obese, but he is fit. His wife, fit. My friend who I saw the very ner- the very next day, she's a nurse, well, somewhat fit. Because they're able to afford, I'm not even going to say insurance, they're able to afford better food. 
See, the majority of people who actually shop at Walmart, they're getting processed food, which is making them even more sick. Which then, of course, raises the causes of them going and having to go to the doctor. Now, Americans, we don't often go to the doctor because, of course, we have a lot of clean air. We have a lot of clean – we have a clean society, okay? It's kind of like if you live in Singapore, more than likely you are good to go. You are you are good. But living in Thailand, there's so many airborne disgusting particles out here that makes it very, very difficult not to go to the hospital. But guys, you understand the poor are more overweight than the rich. Some of you would say, well, I know some rich fat people. Okay, those are the exceptions. Well, I know some very fit poor people. Those are the exceptions. But again, the doctors will raise their fees. The attorneys will raise their fees, ultimately. The school teachers will want raises, as what's happening out there in America, which raises the taxes, and then it's going to become greater and greater and greater. So then, that beckons the question that Robert Kiyosaki had asked, aren't prices supposed to go up? And, Rich Dad said, in an educated society with a well-run government, prices should actually come down. Now, the only society that I can actually think of that, like, fits that description uh, is Singapore. Now, a lot of people, well, some of my folks out there in Singapore who listen to me, they would say, nah, prices are going up. I understand that. But you guys do not have slums. There is opportunity for the majority of the people out there. If the MTR, or I think that's what you call it, or let's just say if the subway is too expensive, people could take the bus. The bus is cheaper, okay? There aren't ridiculous traffic jams out there. For you, yes, to own a car in Singapore, it's un oh, oh my god, for a Toyota Corolla, it would cost more than a hundred thousand US. So that's why they put that type of tax pressure and burden on those people who actually have money and say, Hey, if you cross the intersection at seven AM, we're gonna tax the shit out of you. And you have to put your, your bank account, all that craziness, right? Again. A very, very well-run society. How does a country of, what, one to two million people? How are they able to have the number one airline, the number one airport, the number one transportation system, uh, unfortunately, probably the top five in living costs, but still have a, an, an excellent, well-run society? I mean, again, prices should be going down, but I don't know all the economics behind all of that. But again, he goes on to say, of course... That is often only true in theory. Prices should go up because of greed and fear caused by ignorance. If schools taught people about money, there would be more money and lower prices. But schools focus only on teaching people how to work for money, not how to harness money's power. And then, of course, Robert Kiyosaki said, you know what, but don't we have business schools? And haven't, haven't you encouraged me to go to, you know, for my MBA? Rich Dad said, Yes! But all too often, business schools train employees to become sophisticated bean counters. Heaven forbid a bean counter takes over a business. All they do is look at the numbers. Fire people and kill the business. FYI, cut that loose real quick. A bean counter was my previous boss three years ago. Well, he tried to be a boss, but he wasn't. He was just a teacher. And then he got handed the position after they unwittingly and disturbingly just booted this New Zealand guy. So here you guy, you have here you go. You have this guy named Harry. Harry, does he have any 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 ability to manage anyone, teachers or anything? No, he's going based on preconceived notions of what he is seeing. So 
Harry looks at numbers only. Remember, I told you guys about this. He looked at my numbers and he said, oh, well, your renewals are down. And I'm like, all my students are going to university abroad. He's like, no. He knows how to get rid of their be his best teachers, his best teachers, literally, and kill the business. That's exactly what he did. Now, I don't know what the business is doing now, nor do I care. But him, he got rid of the best teacher, me. One, I was obviously a considerable threat to all of them because I was taking all of the work. But then when he got threshold and he was like, okay, well, I'm just going to give you all lower level classes because I think that's all you could teach. Excuse me? While you're teaching all these other classes? Are you serious? It didn't make any sense. So that is what you call a bean counter. To have someone come in and to look at something in analytics all predicated on numbers, just like what Gary V, remember I told you that Gary V rant? That can kill the business. That can kill the come up of an individual. Hearing such such lunacy coming from someone sucker saying, oh, you know what? I don't know if you could do this because if you do and then this is going to happen, then that's going to happen, then this is going to happen. It's all bad. It's all bad, people. Trust me. I know because when you hire a bean counter, all they think about is cutting costs and raising prices. That's it. That's a bean counter. They cut costs by firing people and raise prices. The fuck are you doing raising prices? See. That's what happened probably three years ago. A bean counter is basically the main people that uh, work over here at the main shopping center of the company. And they're like, oh, we're going to raise prices. And it's crazy because the nasty teacher at the time a half decade ago, he's like, oh, man, we should be, do we should be lowering these prices, if anything. If you let me give you an example. We have so much competition right over here. I'm looking at it right here, right here, right, right now. I'm looking at my place of work. It's a building, standing a little bit tall, curves in a little bit, black strip right down the middle. And that black strip is actually one of the classrooms that I actually do not teach in because it's too goddamn hot during the day because that sun is just beating on that goddamn room. But nonetheless, I'm looking at it. And within that place, there is far too much competition. So, of course, the main director, he's like, fuck that. We're not going to raise prices. We're not going to raise costs. Well, good. 2020 is the beginning of an economic recession out here in Thailand. Meanwhile... A place that I used to work for about two years ago. Call them out. Westminster. It's the name of a university, but it's the name of a language center too. They opened a very expensive business in an area where there's not that many moneymakers. In a place called Chiang Mai. First of all, not many people in Chiang Mai have that type of money. Not a good business idea. That's number one. Number two, opening businesses now is not smart. I'm going to give you another example. And I'm getting a little bit off track, but this is all about money. These ladies, these women who I've been working with, what, the past, oh my God, this is like the three-year, four-year anniversary, I have to say. I've known them for about four years since 2016. But I've been working for them for a very, very long time. And they said, Arsenio, listen, this is happening. We're going to just let you take this over. I said, really? They said, yeah, we don't want to deal with these motherfuckers anymore. I'm sick of her shit. I said, okay, well, you know, I just can't stop him. I can't just abandon my four executives, okay? So, I mean, to be honest with you, y'all you, been taking about 50% of my shit this entire time. But, uh, you know, what I'm just trying to say is, you know, if they're going to finally pay me my full allotment, which is the, you know, 50 to $100,000 now, I'm cool with that, and especially 30 hours. Okay, let's get that out of the way. I'm happy. Now, in regards to that, they're like, hey, we want to branch out to upcountry because we know we could do that. 
I said, okay. She said, we're looking at the possibilities of this place, this space, this space, this space, this space. I said, you guys are going to open business in this economic recession right now? She said, that's the only thing we could do right now because a lot of those places, they are in need of us. There are lots of people from up country, from these different provinces where their parents are entrepreneurs. They do have money, but the only way for them to study is to come here to Bangkok and that's fucked up. You live, we live in a country. We live in a country here in Thailand where... The only way you could fucking study English, proper English, is if you come to Bangkok. Can you imagine that? That's like living in America and saying, oh, well, you know what? The only place you can study English is in Los Angeles. You live in New York six fucking hours away. You're fucked. This is the type of country it is. So it's a pretty smart business deal to say, hey, you know what? Everything is – it's very profitable right now. We got the guy that's backing us. We have the investors. This is a very profitable business. We open up this. We have this. We have that. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to branch out, and we're going to push this a little bit more, and we're going to go to these different areas. And I said, good. How much are you going to charge it? Good. Much less than Westminster. See, Westminster is charging a motherfucking arm and a leg. And it's funny because then they said, oh, you know, she got this score. She got this score. He got this score. It's like, dude, yeah, because you charge so much. These are international school students that you're talking about here, buddy. These aren't like, you know, these aren't, you know, uh, down in the dumps, you know, slum students that don't know much. All right, you're going after the bit, the top of the land because of, you know, what your prices are. And you don't have that out there in Chiang Mai. And guess what? You got to be very, very smart because if you open up, I'm going to give you one more example before I top this goddamn bad boy off. And then I'm going to give you a nice little quote and we're going to go back into this uh, in the next podcast. Um, the place where I'm working at. Okay, right over here, there are many branches. There are about five, six branches, right? And so one branch had closed because the lease, he's like, do you want to renew? He's like, fuck that. We're going to go over here. He's like, all right, cool. I was scared because I'm like, oh, shit, does that mean business is bad? I'm scared as fuck right now. But then this one right over here, there's not much business. Why? Because on the sixth floor, the fifth floor, the third floor, the fourth floor, all those floors have different language centers. And so they're battling, battling it out. So then I ended up meeting another girl, another staff member. I said, hey, what branch you work at? Central Lapa. I said, you guys got work there? She said, man, we have a lot of work. I said, man, what the fuck then? But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't really want your work because you guys are paying me dog shit per hour. But, uh, you know, uh, wow. Okay, interesting. So that place, now it's actually connected to the MRT that just opened. So I'm probably a prob- like 30 minute, you know, 30 minute train right away, which a lot of you would say, ooh, that's pretty far. Yeah, welcome to Thailand. Um, and so again, that place is over there, but the biggest moneymaker is because there aren't many language centers in there. And this is my job. And this is another location and another place that's central, central. They're all centrals, right? Central's a big shopping plaza, right? And they're sitting right here in a fucking fiery neighborhood where there are these 4,000 to 8,000 metropolis condos going up. And they're sitting right there and on the floor, the only education floor, the only battle that they have against is a place called Modulo. No one goes there. There's another one. I don't know what it's called. There's another one. I don't know what that's called. To be honest with you. Oh, Nova. Oh, my God. Nova. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Nova. Yeah. Whew. What a story that is. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. But, of course, no one knows these places. They're going to walk by, look at it, and say, well, it doesn't look like there's many students in there. Okay, we're not going to go in there. They walk by my place. There are shitloads of them because we're talking about a main brand. They walk in. Boom. Sold. Remember, guys, it was just a couple months ago that I was sitting with this uh, teacher from Ghana 
And, you know, we're over here talking, and then this family comes in. I hear this Chinese boy because there's a lot of Chinese around that area, which is interesting. So he walks in, and he's talking, and this, he's, his accent's fantastic. I'm like, damn, what school you go to? Oh, ISB. Oh, shit. International School of Bangkok. You got to pay 20000 a year to go in there. And if he starts off at sixth grade all the way up till 12th grade, you know what the parents are actually, you know, you, you know what pockets they got. So, I mean, goddamn. That's main brand. So they're coming in. I'm like, so what are you here for? You know so much English. I got to learn grammar. Oh, yeah, that's right. International schools, they don't focus on bullshit academics. They focus on the core genius of an individual, which is perfect. You can learn all the bullshit. I think there should be sub-sub-sub-subjects, such as grammar, such as uh, math, uh, science, all of these. These should be sub-sub-subjects, okay? These shouldn't be the main focus, right? These should be electives. (laughs) But anyways, guys, just in saying that, if my job is over here, like getting in some of these international school students from some of the most reputable international schools out here in Thailand, you could only imagine that there is still ample opportunity, but do not make bad business deals. And looking at it, I'm very fortunate to have a director that knows what the hell he's doing in terms of money. Now, again, a lot of people would say, oh, well, he actually, he's kind of like Jeff Bezos, right? hate to do a big comparison like a guy over here to Jeff Bezos, but he pays his employees very little, but he's trying to build, 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 build. So me, I'm like, okay, dude, you're getting 15 to 20 hours a week. That's all you're getting here. But of course, then I build my repertoire outside. So again, he's not a bean counter. He has never for once called me into his office or emailed me and said, hey, we got to have a talk. Hey, you know what? I'm looking at the renewals of this and that. Oh, you're not very good. And it's funny because even this job compared to my last job three years ago, you know, they've never said, hey, your renewals are down. No one's renewing when they come study with you. I don't know why. They've never done that. I only had three private students at this place that I'm looking at right over here. One has renewed twice. One has and the other two have renewed once. That is massively massive. To bring in that type of money... But the thing is, they don't focus on that. They're not going to say anything about that. Why? Because they don't care about that. Can you perform? Are they happy? Okay, you good. That's it. They're not being counters. So I'm going to leave you with this, guys. Learn to use your emotions to think. Not think with your emotions. And so when you master your emotions by, again, agreeing, and this is what happened with the the boys at the time. Uh, Was it Robert and his friend Mike? You know, they agreed to work for free. And then the rich dad said, ah, right there, see, right there, I knew there was hope. But see, when you again resisted your emotions when I tempted you with more money, you were again learning to think in spite of being emotionally charged. See, that's the first step. What's the first step? Ah, well, you're going to have to tune into the next podcast to learn what it is. So, guys, with that being said, oh, yeah, that was a real good one. Stay tuned for more, man. I have so much more Robert Kiyosaki coming up, and it's good to be had, and it's good to be back on this bad boy. I'm your host, as always, over and out.